This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 295, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, when one door closes, find another door, go around the back, or create another one. No one can take what God has from you or for you. So joining me on today's show is Kern Cherry. Kern co-owns PRN Home Care with her husband, Dennis, and she has vested over 30 years in the healthcare field, and she also holds a degree in occupational therapy. She's a co-founder and director of Success Women's Conference, as well as host and executive producer of Unwrinkled Heart Caregivers Journey. Now on today's show, Kern's going to share, you must increase your networking to increase your net worth. Building your network can lead to great relationships. She's also going to talk about how it's important never to give up and walk in your faith. And as a routine, it's good to pray before starting your day. Welcome to the show, Kern. Good afternoon. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? How are you doing? I'm so great. I love the fact that we are uh, connecting today via different ends of the earth. So for me, it's morning. It's Tuesday morning. And for you, uh, you are we're in your future. So it's going to be an amazing day, just letting you guys in the US know. Tomorrow for you is amazing. Um, but lovely. It's so good to be able to speak with you today, talking about some things that are very important in business. But what, before we dive in, I always love to to get a snapshot, an overview of um, you know the, the passion that you have for the work that you do, and, and how you came into that. Is that is, is a care always been something that you've been interested in, or were you guided down that path? Actually, uh, even as a young kid, I used to say I want to be a, a nurse, and then you know, as you get older, you. you while you're going through your grammar years, you start to think maybe I should be doing something else. My brothers were into engineering. And so I thought that was my path. And then um, I wound up having my son at a very young age at 19. Uh, so I thought what would go with, you know, raising a child and something I can do and always have a job. And I thought nursing, that would be something I could do. So, and I've always been, um, even though I'm probably most people would not say this out loud, but I'm really more of an introvert as I rather than calling myself an extrovert. I am now, but when I was younger, everybody would say I was the shy girl in the corner that, that mm -hmm. made good grace. So anyway, I decided to, to go on that path and it really is my calling. It's what I do. 
Mm. Uh, I, I, I invest in helping other people. Um, uh, you know, going through my life cycle as a uh, young mother and getting married, and then we wind up overseas. And I think I tell the story about how I got over there and couldn't finish nursing. So therefore, I decided, okay, I'm gonna have to do something else for a while. Mm -hmm. Then we got to Arizona, and I still couldn't finish and and get back into nursing. So uh, uh, the door opened for me to go into occupational therapy. So my husband and I decided to take that journey together. Mm -hmm. And so. Uh, so we've been in occupational therapy since 1995, uh, but one of the things that we saw while we were working in the rehab uh, department is that you can only help people so much in a facility. Mm. People do much better in a home, and you have a lot more authority when you're assisting them in their home versus in a facility. Yes. So um, I always say God intervened. Uh, we were at the time making really good money. So we didn't see that as a calling. And then God shut all the doors. <laughs> there was literally a nationwide peak slip. And my husband calls me one day and he says, so uh, what are we going to do? Because there are no jobs in rehab. I mean, they literally pink slipped the nation. Wow. And so I'm like, mm, you know, there was this little lady that asked us to come and take care of her husband at home. And we were like, mm, that doesn't pay a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So we decided, well, we couldn't do that. Well, guess what? That's what we started. <laughs> and the funny thing is we did it for a lot cheaper than what she asked us to do originally. The bottom line is I've always felt like um, that I was called to help other people. Mm. I just, sometimes you don't realize your true calling. You're thinking it's these other paths. It was always in healthcare, uh, but I just didn't know the line to go in. Yeah. So one of the things I've done is realize that even even more in line with what I do is educating people on resources for um, for their family members. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of caregivers suffer from just not being able to find the information. Yeah. Or where wow. to start. the The hardest thing is getting started and where to start. Yes. So that's so that's kind of been my path as far as our home our home care business PR in home care. That's fantastic. Kind of and of course we've got this podcast now and a lot of the tools and technologies we have as business owners, we can leverage yeah. those to help get the message out so that people can yeah. find, as you say, you know, resources now. Anytime I'm looking for something, first place for go to is the internet. And uh, yeah. of course, people that we know, like and trust, we'll reach out to as well. And I think, you know, hearing you share your journey, often there are seeds planted from when we were very young and we can see that incidents and circumstances uh, nurture that in us. And it's wonderful to then be able to see that that fruit later on. And I have to say, I have so much, I've had such a deep respect for carers. My mother's 99 going on 100, God willing, in, wow. in, in September and seeing her with the various helpers and nurses they it, it, it's a hard job you know dealing with someone who's you know memory and and some of the other people in her home have have uh, dementia and uh, you know dealing with them and doing so in a very caring uh, way and, and it can be difficult so 
Thank right. you for the work right. that you do. And of course, the, the education that you help uh, empower family members with resources mm -hmm. to be able to help their loved ones as well. And we'll get you to share at the end of the show how people can find out more about your business, particularly if they're interested in finding out more uh, about that occupational therapy and the work that you do. Today, you want to talk a little bit about networking. I love that you've said that previously you were an introvert. Uh, now you can, you, you're more extroverted. I'm an introvert too, an extroverted introvert. Put me in front of a microphone and I I shine but I do love my time on my own um, to right. be able to just rest and recoup and some I have a saying uh, I don't know who I heard this from it didn't come from me but I love it it's uh, too much peopling today so if my husband comes home it's just like too much peopling today I just need to sit in my zone for a little bit so but let's talk right. about networking one of the things we need to do is networking is getting out and having relationships so what are some insights that you've learned over the years in this area well, first of all, I always tell people, you know, when you come to networking, you got to get your basics down. So um, it's really, truly uh, networking is about building, building relationships. If you look at it, what it truly, the true core networking truly is, is building relationships. It's not about collecting business cards, going to a bunch of meetings and all that kind of stuff. And trust me, I'm not saying don't do all those things. I'm saying at the root of all of it is building relationships. So some of the first things I always tell people, when people talk to me, I'm like, okay, so what are some of the essentials that you need to bring to the table? You know, you need to make sure people, I meet people all the time. And they're like, I'm like, okay, so we just talk. Do you have a business card? And they're like, oh, I left my business card at my office. Okay. Business cards are never going to go out of style. Mm. So you need to understand. But when they say how many business cards you need, your answer is, I need the order of 5,000. Mm. Why? Because you want to make sure that you never run out. Your business card should have your profile photo on it. And the other thing I do not like about people that have business cards that don't have their email, okay, emails, um, cell phones, those are all essential communications that people uh, contact you now. Mm -hmm. So why is that essential? You never know when you're going to run into your next client. Yes. Your next client could be that person you were sitting there talking to them. You didn't even know who they were. And they were talking about their children and, you know, the things they did last week and all that type of stuff. And then you say, oh, so your name again is so-and-so. The name didn't ring. But when they pull their business card out, you can see who they are. And you're mm. like, oh, okay, I need to follow up with this person. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you do the essentials. Come prepared. Bring your smile to every conversation. When you come in that door, and trust me, everybody that knows me, when I come in the door, if it's the morning time, I'm probably a little like not so happy. <laughs> but if it's a group of people, all of a sudden I'm alive. And so uh, I tell people, if you're coming into a meeting, especially if it's 50 or more people, bring your smile, mm. you know, smile through your frown, because it takes a lot more muscles to bring that, a uh, lot more muscles to bring a frown than a smile. Mm. So do that because that speaks to people. Yeah. Really, people see you. They see you well ahead of their introduction to you. So networking for me, and those are just some of the keys, dressed apart. Uh, just if you if you don't know what to wear, business attire is always essential. 
But networking is essential to connecting to other folks. Yes. And so when you build that relationship, my ultimate goal is to lead to a collaboration. If this, if this uh, networking, uh, if this relationship has any grounded to it, then I'm going to hopefully get in a situation where we can have a great mm -hmm. collaboration. I use example, uh, the conference that we run here on the Gulf Coast, which is Success Women's Conference. That came from a, uh, a, a networking that led to, you know, I, we build a relationship. Dorothy Wilson and I were the co-founders of the conference. And from that, we were able to to build this conference that now we're expecting over 2,500 people. Wow. And that is what you want. Mm -hmm. You want that. You want the long-term effect. And then I always tell people, apply the Bible rule. You know, give before you receive. Mm. Well, networking isn't about going in and I got to get something from this person. Yeah. You know, even if, even if it's a need sale, refuse the temptation mm -hmm. to sell that person on the front end. It's a turnoff. Mm -hmm. And I don't care who it is. Men are really good at just being the pit bull and <laughs> I'm going to make this sale regardless. It's a turnoff. Yeah. You know, really and truly Especially people women. are looking yeah. for you to be about them. So let them, you know, as uh, God gave us two ears and one mouth and he gave it to us for a reason that way so we can listen more than we talk and so you want to apply that rule when you're going into a networking situation you want to um think about well what does this person really want from this this conversation you only got a few minutes to really make an impression on that person that they will actually call you yeah and so in my business i can honestly say it's been god-driven God sends me all of what I need mm -hmm. and he supplies me all that I need. And so, but he will open those doors for me, you know? And mm -hmm. so therefore I have to be willing to listen. You know, I can honestly say I, I can be just as bad as other people sometimes, but it's essential that you apply networking in your business. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for over 22 years. I've done many conferences and events and things and uh, I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't apply networking to the business that I do. Yeah, so, so true. And I love that you've reminded us about building those authentic relationships first on the front end, because that is when you can create those solid foundations upon which, as you said, collaborations and opportunities can certainly open up for you. And uh, I think as women, we are natural networkers. When when we don't uh, fill our minds with thoughts, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. No, just be yourself, be curious. And I think because when we're in a um, often an environment where people are trying to push and trying to sell, the fact when we take that step back and start to listen and start to be engaged with people and ask them about themselves, I think that's going to stand out more when you show interest, real interest. You can learn so much and become that that hub, if you will, if you've got a large network, I'm sure you have, and that you probably um, have people say, oh, you need to speak to Kern. She'll know someone in her network that can do A, B, mm -hmm. and C. When you become that go-to resource, that trusted uh -huh. person, I think trust, right. 
now is is uh, something we all need to to build because unfortunately trust is is waning across all industries and especially as Christian entrepreneurs if we mm-hmm. can build that trust and integrity in the way that we do our business that's going to make it a huge impact now you said something earlier around um, and I'd love you to speak a bit more because it it beautifully ties into never giving up and walking in our faith like they say you know what you trust God to give it opportunities to you know for you and in your business you do what you need to do but you uh you know obviously leave uh, aspects of that in your business talk about never giving up because in business we have our highs and we also have our lows lots of challenges they're just part of business how do you say yes. st- stay strong what are some of the things you've learned over the years well i tell you uh, and i've had many challenges you don't get to 22 years in business and not have a lot of challenges and for people that think being in business is easy. It's not, it's just as hard. Uh, And I shouldn't say hard, but I see the blessing in it because God allows me to work in my gift, Mm. my God given gift. And because of that, I'm able to do something and bounce back a lot stronger and have, um, and let my faith carry me through. But um, I can tell you uh, two of the hardest times that we've actually had uh, was probably Hurricane Katrina, yeah. which people heard around the world, uh, was the most uh, devastating uh, hurricane that ever hit at least this region. Um, and to uh, to see my clients, and I'm very passionate about my clients. Mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of conversations. I love talking to people that are are 100 years old and 90 something years old because I look at them as a resource and mm-hmm. I can learn so much from them. But to come home uh, after leaving the area and seeing uh, casinos in the middle of the streets and my clients, half of losing half of my clients, we lost more mm-hmm. than half of our business uh, from Hurricane Katrina. And uh, my clients, uh, not that they actually necessarily died mm-hmm. that day. But it was the the hardest thing was, you know, talking to their family members and trying to explain to them when a person loses their home and uh, you give them no option out, you tell them they have to move to another city, Mm. you might as well just shot them Mm. because that's the way it feels for them. They feel like they're losing uh, another... um, they feel like they're losing their spouse all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just as painful for them. And so a lot of my clients that I had uh, during that time, I had one, I just oh, I just heard from one of my clients, her house was not touched at all. It was literally not touched at all. We asked, she actually traveled with us. We brought her back. She was at home. But the family, uh, the daughter lost everything. Mm. She literally had lost her husband uh, a few years ago before, and then she lost her house that she had just renovated. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted, uh, she, she didn't call me, unfortunately, because I would have gave her the best advice. But she called one of her long-term caregivers and, and asked her, should she move her? And she, the caregiver said yes, because the caregiver had lost everything. And we, as a company, we were like, no, don't do that. Because what's going to happen is she's not going to rebound. Well, she was 96 or so. She lasted six months. 
You know, you just, you can see it. I can see the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. She went from living in her house to, to this small, no bedroom apartment. You, you know, it's just over for her. Mm -hmm. And then we had another client. I literally, uh, one of our caregivers was checking on him. He was so patient, uh, waited very patiently for his sons to get their, um, to get their life back in order. And um, about a year after the storm, he finally got up the nerves and he asked his sons, when am I going home? You know, and they looked at their dad and they said, dad, you know, you lost your home in the, in the hurricane. We can't bring you back home. And they had promised him that they would never put him away. Uh, he died a week and a half later. Uh, That's the kind of hurt that we lost. It was more than just losing our clients financially. It was like we we took care of him for five years. Mm. To watch him die in a week and a half, it's like, really? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, it really, those are the kind of hurts we had. Uh, we did rebound, but then came the BP all spill. People uh, were thinking, well, how does that affect you? Well, it did. Uh, it was very <laughs> devastating. That was one of the worst years I've ever had on on books. Mm -hmm. uh, I was telling my uh, husband, you know, during that year, right before the spill and stuff, I was like, man, we're having the best year ever. <laughs> and uh, it was literally, we were on track for the best year ever. Mm -hmm. And then the oil spill happened. So we were still doing good. And then people started to get afraid. Mm -hmm. They got afraid of what could happen. So they stopped. They, they just stopped. People cut back service. Uh, we just went through, I mean, it was an onslaught attack. Mm -hmm. I told people we lost, I can't even explain how many thousands and people that all this happened all at the same time. So, you know, the devil was busy. Mm -hmm. uh, we lost three main clients all in the same month. Uh, that was a heavy cash flow loss. We lost um, a renter in our building. This is literally all in the month of August. We, <laughs> we had a person, uh, one of our, our people, we had to pay almost 10 grand in addition to that. It was just on and on and on. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> I am going to just stay in my room and not to just. <laughs> I, I know you just, you're like, how do you no do it? More, yeah. We're, we're, um, were contractors with the VA and they put all their clients on hold. Mm. And so we were like, okay, God, I was praying at the time. And I, I'm going to tell you, it was just prayer yeah. and reading my scriptures. And I was reading scriptures that my husband said, I don't know where you got that from, but that's not in that scripture. I said, I'm telling you, it was in the scripture when I read it this morning. And my husband's like, and he's really good at the Bible. Yeah. So he's like, he said, Kern, I don't know where you saw that. I said, it literally said that in the scripture when I read it this morning. Mm -hmm. And so there was a time where God was just, you know, talking to me because I was going to the scriptures because I was, I was aching, mm -hmm. you know, I was aching. I felt like I was under attack and I couldn't change this. I couldn't change the past. We literally had to go through the hurt, mm -hmm. a lot of prayers. I look back at that year, and Anna, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I told my husband, I said, I really don't know how we made it through that year, 
because the numbers financially just are not there. Uh, for us to sustain and to continue to be in business, you know, it's all God. Mm. You're on your knees. You're saying, God, send me uh, the clients. Uh, I remember after we had to pay this very large sum of money, I was crying in my car on the way to, to, uh, um, uh, away to an appointment. And uh, the phone rang. And it was just an inquiry mm-hmm. about service. Somebody was asking about our service. They weren't signing up, but they were just asking. And I remember hanging up the phone and God said, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I said, and so we, we, I took that as a sign that you will continue to get clients. You will rebound. Your business will continue to, to grow. Yeah. And so we, we did. It took us a, it took a little bit, but I always say sometimes if he feels, if God feels like, and I'm not speaking for God, mm-hmm. sometimes you get things to reel you back in to get you back focused on where you need to be. And so um, my other test that I, 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 and I probably shared this with you in my writings was last year when I, I pretty much almost died twice. Mm. And I, I don't know if I ever said, I've had, uh, I often ask sometimes, I'll say, I don't know, God, I don't know why I'm the person that needs all the surgeries and I have all these major healthcare issues that popped up out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And I tell, um, I tell, I often laugh and tell women, I said, um, my mom really should have told me that in my forties that the body does really kind of break down and we need to get prepared for it. I don't know if you feel that way, <laughs> Anna Marie, but I feel that way. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, in 2009, I was diagnosed with uh, pulmonary hypertension, uh, which is a, uh, a disease that only, it doesn't get better. It only goes to the other side. So eventually you need lung, a heart transplant, or both. And so last year, uh, because of that, and that, it came because I had blood clots in both of my lungs. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and the thing is, even after that incident, I continue to get blood clots in my lungs. And so um, they had to put me on Coumadin, which I don't know if most people know, but that is rat poison. It's this form of rat poison mm-hmm. that, is, that is developed into a medication that people take. Well, it causes you as a blood thinner to bleed more than others. And so I was on Coumadin up until last year, from 2009 up until last year. Well, last year, please note, nosebleeds can kill you (laughs) and I found that out the hard way last year um I bled out all day long it was on a Sunday I was determined to go to church that day I went to church I sat in the back with a nosebleed I went home I was bleeding all night long and about one in the morning I got up and my husband was just in he was like he got up to get me a cold rag and I I literally passed Pass out, out. Yeah. and uh, my husband said, I literally saw what it was like to lose my wife. I thought you were gone. He prayed so hard that I just, I mean, I will, I can't believe <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, and he was telling me, agree with me, agree with me. And I was like, okay, I agree. Uh, but anyway, the thing from that, that I learned was more prayer. 
more prayer. Mm. I learned a lot. And let me tell you, don't be ashamed to call and ask people to pray for you. Mm. Um, because you'll be surprised. I mean, we literally saw, and I had to get a blood transfusion twice mm. on my second transfusion. Uh, it took about four or five days to get blood. So I was literally sitting there on the, on the fifth day waiting on blood and my blood, blood pressure was dropping to the point where it wasn't going to come back up. And I called my husband. He called the pastor and the pastor got the church on the line. I text some other women groups, women, uh, wow and family and faith and everybody got into prayer. And I mm. literally saw my blood pressure go up in an hour. Yeah. It went Amazing. from 74 over 20, 40 something to like 106 over 60 something back to normal. Like nothing had ever happened. Mm. So I felt prayer. like God was, it, you know, prayer, prayer. Yeah. So yeah. if you get nothing from this, you need to get your prayer life strong with God. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing is, is give. Mm-hmm. Don't just go and give your time. Give your money. God wants you to give your 10% mm-hmm. and he means it. And if you want to reap the benefit from that, you need to give. You need mm-hmm. to give that 10%. So those are things that we employ all the time. Even when when I'm being hard-headed, my husband like, mm, I gave 20% and you just didn't know that I had given it already. It has kept our business running at a, a, a running consistently, regardless oh, of that. what happens. Yeah. Amen. Karen, how can people connect with you? What's the best way for them to do that? Okay. So the best way to contact and connect with me, Facebook-wise, you can uh, Kern Crockett Cherry. That's a, a great way to contact me. My cell phone is 228-239-1867. Uh, 228-239-1867. And also you can email me anytime, kern at prnhomecareservices.com. Fantastic. And don't forget, we have a conference called Success. We just booked our Alana Van Zandt as our keynote. Um, that's September the 19th through the 21st. Had to put that plug in there. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you do that every single year. So if someone's listening yes. or watching this after, don't worry, you can catch the next one. So certainly connect. Yes. One of the things that I do at the end of each show, and I'd love to do that for you too, Kern, is just to finish with a word of prayer. Can I do that for you as well? Fantastic. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to hear Kern share her testimony as well as really um, share the difficulties that she has gone through in her life and how important it is for us not to walk away, not to lose hope but rather to recommit our lives to you and through you in prayer and in scripture. Father, there are, you know, there may be people listening today who are also going through trials and tribulations. And when things seem absolutely impossible, that is when we know, when we put our faith and trust in you, miracles happen, miracles happen. So we just want to uphold Kern and her husband and her business in prayer to you. We continue to bless the work that they're doing. We continue to bless the message and the women who who are going to be speaking and coming to the event coming up this year as well. Can we? May we continue to always hold true to uh, to who you are and allow you to work in us and through us in the business that we're running and in the work that we do. And we just want to ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on the show. I know we started a little bit late, and for those of you, I've got a group of uh, clients who are waiting. I'm sorry I'm a little bit late, but we want to honour uh, Kern's message, and I know that it's going to impact many people's lives who uh, may be going through something that you've uh, gone through and know that uh, you know when the struggle is most hard, most difficult and we feel that we can't go on, that is when God can do his best work you know in us when we surrender and say you know what i'm done and that's when uh, our lives can be transformed and changed so i thank you for sharing that message uh, to be that hope and inspiration for others as well so thanks once again for coming on the show yes thank you for having me you've been listening to the christian entrepreneurs podcast brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com stand out be heard influence want to influence real change with your own podcast access our free podcast training including no cost and low cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training that's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.